Good morning, everyone. I'm R. W. Astala with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 11th of April, the 101st day of 2022, with 264 days ahead of us until 2023. Today in 1471, during the Wars of the Roses, King Edward IV of England seized London from Henry VI. Today in 1900, the first modern submarine designed and built by John Philip Holland was purchased by the United States Navy. Today in 1912, the RMS Titanic departed Queenstown, Ireland for New York City. Today in 1961, Bob Dylan made his first appearance at Folk City in Greenwich Village, New York City. Today in 1968, U.S. President Lyndon Johnson signed the 1968 Civil Rights Act. Today in 1976, the Apple One computer created by Steve Wozniak was released. Heavenward, low in our April night skies, is Hydra the water snake, largest of all 88 constellations. Hydra's brightest star is Alphard, a sign of spring in the northern hemisphere. Two constellations, Corvus the crow and Crater the cup, ride upon the back of Hydra the water snake, and the bright star Spica shines just above the tail of Hydra. On other fronts, notable this past week has been the increasing prevalence of the BA2 variant of COVID Omicron in Maine's new cases of the virus. BA2, we might remember, is the relative of Omicron that is not a different enough strain in some respects to receive its own Greek alphabet letter, though it has now been found to be about 30% more contagious than the original Omicron variant, and has been cited as a major contributor to rising virus rates in much of Europe. A week ago, the U.S. CDC released recommendations for Americans 50 years of age and above to receive a second booster dose of COVID vaccine if their first booster shots were at least four months ago. So my girlfriend and I definitely participated in that program, administered nearby at our local grocery store pharmacy. Americans in general, at any and all levels, remain vulnerable to the continued presence of the virus, as shown near the end of last week when Maine Senator Susan Collins tested positive for COVID after attending a dinner in Washington, D.C., where U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland and Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo were apparently also infected. Meanwhile, the count of COVID continues elsewhere. Here in the United States at the moment, we have 80.5 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported cases on January 21st, 2020. Dividing that number by the total cases worldwide of about 497 million, we find that we in the U.S. now have roughly 16% of the world's cases of COVID, while we are only 4% of the world's population. 16%, however, is an improvement over the 17% of last month and the 20% of the world's cases we had in the U.S. during February. Elsewhere, in a somewhat distant second place to the U.S. stats, India has 44 million cases. In third place globally is Brazil with 31 million cases. Fourth place this past week again goes to France, owing to its significant recent spike in cases, so that its total since the beginning of the pandemic is now 27 million. In a relatively close fifth place is Germany with 23 million cases, 
right behind with 22 million cases in sixth place is the UK, and seventh place goes to Russia with 18 million cases cumulatively since the beginning of the pandemic about 28 months ago. On the fatal front, worldwide deaths due to COVID are now at 6.2 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States are now at 985,000, up at least 4,000 since last week. Not a huge number for some folks, only an average of 571 of our citizens dying per day from the virus. Not a big number, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. In other words, assuming a steady state of increase, as evidenced thus far, by this time next month, the United States will be at 1 million deaths due to COVID and continue to be the world leader in that horrific toll. On the bright side, though we continue to lead the world in COVID deaths, our weekly totals here in the U.S. have been steadily decreasing by more than 30% since February. A regular statistical teeter-totter, it surely is. Worldwide, more than 11.1 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. Today in 1913 in Paris, France, Oleg Luwowski Cassini was born to Countess Marguerite Cassini and Count Alexander Luwowski, an imperial Russian diplomat attaché, and soon the couple brought young Oleg home to be raised in Russia. Although Oleg would have become a nobleman, certain major circumstances, such as the Russian Revolution, arising in 1917 when the boy was only four, would lead to a different future. Consequently, after seeing a teenaged cousin, who was a military cadet, hauled out of his house by the communists and shot, the Cassini family fled Russia, leaving their wealth behind. Oleg would later describe his father as a dandy and his mother as a fashion-conscious person. His maternal grandfather had been the Tsar's ambassador to the United States, and Oleg's mother had been a trend-setting hostess in Washington, D.C., where she designed her own dresses, spoke six languages, smoked cigarettes in public, was one of the first women to win an automobile race, was a friend of Alice Roosevelt, and was much admired by young Franklin Roosevelt, though she preferred the handsome Count Luiski and married him instead, bearing him two sons. When Oleg's father returned to Russia to fight for the Tsar, Oleg's mother was left alone for a year to support her sons. She opened a boutique in Switzerland and shared a house with another dispossessed aristocratic couple. Before long, Oleg's father rejoined them after the failure of the Tsar's forces, but the Count was of little use, preoccupied as he was with fantasizing about defeating the Bolsheviks. Meanwhile, the family moved to Florence, Italy, where the Countess opened a second successful boutique and began giving her son's lessons in every aristocratic art and sport. She instructed Oleg, quote, Your clothes and appearance are crucial to your position in the world, but equally important, when you are well-dressed, you feel better, more confident, and assured about yourself, close quote. Oleg would work for his mother, designing clothing and contending with the rise of fascism in Italy, which he would eventually leave after numerous adventures in business and in marriage, some fortunate, others not, due to circumstances that compelled him to leave for America, where his talent and aristocratic background helped him become a costume designer in Hollywood and a renowned couturier, couturier with celebrity clients. 
Perhaps the most notable of these was Jacqueline Kennedy, upon whose head Cassini placed a pillbox hat. Today is also the birthday in 1492 of Queen Marguerite of Navarre, in 1928 of American human rights campaigner Ethel Kennedy, in 1932, of American actor Joel Grey. In 1939, of American actress Louise Lasser. And in 1964, of Major League Baseball pitcher Brett Saberhagen. For more on Omain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the fourth week of spring.